This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. But anyways, I called his bluff. I didn't think he was serious, but I was like, well, let's see where this conversation goes. And he ended up buying a bottle of my pee for $250. Fucking nuts. So that's How did how he know it was your pee and not some horse pee? It's uncomfortable to talk about sex, but sometimes it's important to get uncomfortable. Sex Talk with My Mom is the best mom-son podcast about sex. It's the only one as well. My mother is a cougar. My son is a clown. In a nutshell, my dad died. So my mother decided to create a YouTube channel all about sex, like all mothers do. And then my son decides to use my material in his stand-up comedy routines. And thus, Sex Talk with My Mom was born. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. I cannot believe the episode you're about to listen to. We interviewed Sierra Lynch, who is a humiliatrix. And I did not know what a humiliatrix was. Did you? Of course not. So a humiliatrix is a dominatrix, but the person does not use whips or chains. Instead, in this case, Sierra uses her voice to humiliate paying customers online. More than the voice. She actually has the whole video Oh, yeah. It's the whole cam situation. I mean, she she sells videos, does camming. She does phone sex. She made 1,900 videos. It is so intense. I can just imagine you. I mean, could you ever see yourself doing this? Receiving or or giving this humiliation? Either or. Neither. Okay. So we had the reciprocal. We had the human cash point who was a guy... It was only our like our fifth episode. Yes, it was episode number five, financial domination fetishist. Right, and he was the guy who wanted to give up all his money to be humiliated, and so he would call himself the human cash point. Now we've got the humiliator. Four years later, we're finally interviewing the opposite side, and it was a, a fascinating interview. And she's a little movie actress now. They did a movie on her life. It was called Use Me. It's on Amazon Prime and she stars in it and she used her own wording and you're going to hear how she created her character. This is a little sneak peek. Hi there. I have quite a little treat for you. And that's where I had to stop the movie. I, I'm already too scared you're just looking too at this scared trailer. In the previews. The trailer was too much for me. Well, I cannot wait to watch this because I'm very psyched about this. Yeah, it, you're it reminds all pumped. Me of- yeah, it's almost like a reverse Fifty Shades of Grey or something. She's the boss. She's the I love boss. This. I love this stuff. I mean, she literally like will st- go in front of a camera and just like these guys will say something to her and she'll go, you get down on your hands and knees and kiss my ass. And you they learned will- some shit. Oh, I, I kind of, there's a part of me that would be like, I want to try this. Oh my God. I would feel terrible. Who am I kidding? I tell, I, I talk about it in the interview that I, that I tried doing this. I ended up acting like the, the opposite. I'm like, You've acted like a therapist. I can't. Yeah, I'm training a social work background. I can't be mean to people or, or make them do like counterproductive things to themselves. Although there's a part of me that says this is what they want. This is what turns them on. So exactly. why should we give it to them? So I want to hear from our listeners. We have a text and phone hotline that you can call in, leave a voicemail. It's called Yes Text Mom. I want to hear what your perspective is 
on contributing to this fetish is what she calls it. I kind of I kind of contribute to the fetish of the cougars. And and the what do you mean? Well, if you think about it, I always call it a preference, but there's some guys that are very attracted to older women. It's, so I'm kind of like... Uh, a propagating contri- it. I'm propagating fetishism. So the the thing here is that typically when we see someone being humiliated, we feel bad for them. However, in this case, the person is erotically aroused. So on the one hand, you might feel that inclination to to feel bad and, and, and try to help this person. On the other hand... This is what this is what's turning them on. So maybe you should be applauding this. So I want to hear your perspective. Right. Especially uh, hit us if, up at yes text mom. I mean, there's no physical humility. You know, she's not whipping anybody. Yeah. Because she doesn't actually meet them, and she's never met any of her clients in per, in person. But she did indicate that she's some of them are long term fourteen year relationships. She also indicated what it's like after the phone call or after they stop camming. And that's a very interesting dynamic as well. We're not telling you though. It's a spoiler. A little spoiler. So I got to tell you, she makes some damn good cash. Oh yeah. $7 a minute. And that's not even her main cash flow. I couldn't even. Her videos are the main cash flow. I know. I'm sitting there doing the math in my head going, God damn, what the hell? We got this wrong. (laughs) We should be doing a humiliation podcast. I can't see you doing a humiliation podcast. Hey, you fucked up listener! You really got some—you got some shitty attitudes on life. I mean, seriously, you don't have that—that that, I don't. Where did, where does that come from? That you're able to? She said she compartmentalized, but how can she's you good just at compartmentalizing? Snap, snap in and out of this character. I don't know. You're gonna hear, and uh, you'll. I hope you guys enjoy. I'd like, love to hear. Like your the movie says, everyone will get used. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, spooky. Spooky. <laughs> okay, I wanted to say, if you like this episode, check out the Patreon bonus episode we did with her. We played Mom, Don't Ask That. You're going to hear some stories about virginity. Her personal life. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty and great. About, about being non-monogamous. So that's at patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. And I wanted to thank everyone who's left us iTunes reviews. We love them. Thank you so much for helping support the show. If you enjoy this podcast, please go and leave us an iTunes review. It really helps us. Here's one that I wanted to read. This is called What a Find. Five stars. Jessica 23 Leo. Winky face. Came across this podcast totally randomly and it sat in my library for a couple months before I thought I should try it out. And may I say I wish I could have started earlier. There isn't a podcast that actually makes me burst out laughing like this one. Super relatable and quirky. I really love how they interact with their audience while they record. Can't wait to be caught up so that I can chime in. She likes the live streams. And this person's from Canada and I'm pretty sure we read this review before. Yeah, we did. (laughs) I have to say because I remember Jessica (laughs) being the name. And the Leo? Yeah. I like when people uh, leave their zodiac signs. Listen, we loved it so much. We read it twice. We read it twice, but you guys get the idea. We love, we love hearing these. As a matter of fact, if you want your not a shout out once, but you can get a second shout out if Camp Space is out and read the same same review again. You know, it's hard to keep track of these things. I know. Why don't you're so organized? I There's, can't imagine that this is such a difficult task to just like if, the put the review is, into like a folder. The truth is, we've read all the ones to date. That's impossible. Yes. You, there were times that we got like five in a day and you only pick one and then you got to, you know, there's no organization. 
Okay, not you become the, the organized one. I cannot. You do this. You do the. No, for now on, my friends. Oh no! You heard it here first. My mother will be organizing and doing handling all the iTunes I review. Won't, I won't even be able to find an iTunes review, but we we would like to hear from you guys. So please leave them, and one of us will figure out a way to organize them. Yeah, it's you. You're on it. You're on it. You're on it. No, you're on it. I'm gonna. Yeah, you're on it. You okay. can't. You know, if I, I do it, it's gonna be messed up. Well, it sounds like it's already. I don't messed even up. know how to. We talked yesterday. Okay. I can't open my emails. Okay. Right. 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 I want to also thank everyone who's left us a story and I an Instagram story. Those are so fun. Those are we, we wake up your, and check we, those out. We love seeing where you are listening to this podcast. So if you want to help us out, you know it it allows you to share our podcast with a friend as well. So just tag us at Sex Talk with My Mom in your Instagram story, and we will repost. I mean, it's the gift of giving right now. Oh, it's the giving season. I'm going to give you guys a song. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and having a little fetish you see. Oh, I think we had we beat a record today. That was the worst <laughs> so- song that we've heard to date. I, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't mentally. You're never prepared. I know, but this time I was completely off, still figuring out how to work my emails. All right. Enjoy. Thank you for listening. Sierra, welcome to the show. Thank you. We are so excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. So pumped. Our friend Amy from Shameless Sex was like, you need to interview Sierra Lynch. And we looked you up and we were blown away. Yeah. So you're a humiliatrix. That's right. What the hell is a humiliatrix? And a good looking one. I just said <laughs> you're a hot humiliatrix. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking it at helps. her thinking she's like 24, and I find out you're you're well past that. Yeah, but you have a little baby face. Oh, uh, thank you. So those for people that are listening to the podcast, uh, just know she's an attractive girl here. <laughs> <laughs> attractive woman. I have to watch the video. Yeah, you'll yeah, I'm watching on YouTube. Sex talk with my mom. <laughs> All right. So, what is a humiliatrix? Um, a humiliatrix is um, kind of like it sounds. A it's similar to a dominatrix, but um, I use instead of like whips and chains, I use my words. I verbally humiliate men for a living. Holy moly! And you don't feel bad about this? Well, why would I? <laughs> I'll tell you why. This is why because. I had some guy who wanted me to humiliate him. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I mean, it's not the first time because we actually interviewed someone that was called the human cash point. He loved to give all his money away to strangers, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's how he felt humiliated. I'm sure you've dealt with someone like that. Was he like a financial sub? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, financial yeah. sub. Well, anyway, but I was I put in the position where this guy for, on my Patreon page wanted me to humiliate him. And so I go, I just don't feel comfortable. He goes, no, I really want you to humiliate me. I'm like, okay, here's the humiliation. I want you to write down five good things about yourself that you love about yourself. Mm-hmm. He, he immediately dropped me. Yeah. That was not, that was not, <laughs> That's not what they're looking for. I have a social work background. I'm not, I, you know, I'm trying to make people feel better and not make them humiliated. Well, in a way, this does make people feel I better. I realize. That's I what like he was it. trying to tell me. He was trying to say this would make me feel good, but I just, I I didn't have it in me. How yeah. did you get it in you? Um. Well, you have to keep in mind this is their fetish. This is what they're getting off on. Right. So there's nothing to feel bad about. Like right. it's just you know it's similar to giving someone a hand job or something. It's just a weird <laughs> way of like getting there. A lot less messy. <laughs> um. But uh, how did I get into it? Um. Let's see. It started when I was 17 years old, and I was talking to weirdos on the internet. Um, what does that mean? Uh, just random guys on the internet that thought I was attractive and wanted to tell me what their fetishes were, what they're into sexually, like that sort of thing. But how'd they find you? Just online. Just 
you know, I mean, social you were just, media. You were just like, like putting it on, for example, I don't know what it was going on then 10 years ago, but like an Instagram, or what, you an AOL chat or something like that? I can't remember. One it was some MySpace. social networking webs. Yeah, maybe MySpace. And I don't know. They, and they somehow found you. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the internet. So you can find all sorts of random people, right? But yeah, I mean, I would just talk to random people. Like they would just message me. They'd see my picture online and figure out how to contact me. And I was bored. Like I was an exchange student in Japan and I didn't know the language. And so I spent a lot of time online just talking to random people. Well, let's go back. What were you doing in Japan? I was an exchange student. Yeah, You just decided to try that out? That's pretty cool. Yeah, my senior year of high school, I spent a year there. Yeah, But it turned out to be boring. Well, I, it was, I didn't know the language and I didn't know anyone spoke English. So yeah, I was very lonely. Yeah. You know, it was just hard. It I was, had a similar experience in Japan recently. I, not recently, maybe a few years ago, I went to Japan and it happened to be cherry blossom season. Oh, nice. And I was alone and mm-hmm. cherry blossom season is the most romantic time of the year. <laughs> yeah. And I'm watching all these people who I cannot even communicate with walking around holding hands kissing under these beautiful cherries cherry trees and i'm like hi how's everyone doing here yeah <laughs> it, it, was, it was it was almost comedic it, it was comedic <laughs> i was laughing alone oh what were the flowers pretty at least the flowers are gorgeous that's good yes yeah that's a beautiful time of year yes so you're you're in japan you're talking to these horny dudes and and yeah. how did <laughs> how did you discover humiliation well, so what happened was there was this guy that I was talking to regularly that had a fetish for being peed on, and oh, yeah, and he wait, ca- let me okay, you were a young girl, like mm-hmm. seventeen, you said, yeah, and these guys were how old? Oh, I don't know, an adult. <laughs> so it's a little a little creep factor too yeah, going on there. Yeah, hundred percent creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a curious person, like I was kind of grossed out, but I was curious, and I figured I'm just talking to him online. There's no harm in that. Um, he kept trying to get me to meet him and I was like, no way. And so one day he said, all right, I know you're not going to meet me, but you know, I really think that your piss should be bottled and sold. And, <laughs> and I thought he was just, I thought he was just like kind of dirty talking in his own way. Um, but so I, sexy, what's sexy, dirty talk? Oh, I think your piss should be bottled and sold. Yeah. Well, this has happened to me with a scat caviar right. and then uh, mm. champagne nectar, he called it. Yep. Champagne. Oh, for piss? Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I called his bluff. I didn't think he was serious, but I was like, well, let's see where this conversation goes. And he ended up buying a bottle of my pee for $250. Fucking nuts. So that's how did how he it know it was your pee and not some horse pee? He didn't. But um, I'd rather, I mean, you got to think about it. Like I'm, if I'm getting horse pee, that's I'm really going out of my way, right? Like, <laughs> no, it's much you, easier just to get I, my own pee. I think you're right about that. <laughs> How did you come up with the number $250 for the urine? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. It was so long at this point. But um, I don't know. It just seemed like a good number. I was thinking, like, what what amount of money would I be pretty excited about getting, yeah. you know? $250 is good. Is, is yeah. that still going great? I haven't sold my pee in a long time. Um, but... I did sell my shit a couple years ago for the- four grand. Wow. Okay, okay, let's talk because I bet you it's the same guy who wanted my shit, Maybe. but he wasn't offering me four grand. I only got like <laughs> two grand. And they I- deliver, huh? They deliver. How do you get, how do you make sure they get you get the money? Oh, they have to pay first. Oh wow, yeah. they pay first. Next thing you know, they get the. Sh- how did they, where did the shit? Did you send in the mail? Yeah. Oh, Biohazard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was going to have to be. I was going to be in person. Yeah, ew. That was that yeah, was a weird it. stipulation of your your agreement. Four grand for some poop. 
Yeah. Cam, what, you were to soldiers for 25 bucks. That's a, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, any amount of money. It's waste. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's flushing down the toilet every day. So. Do you think this guy is eating your shit? I think so, yeah. Yep. So that's that's what I'm talking about. I think the guy was going to eat my shit. There's part of me that's like, wow. I, like, okay, I'm glad this turns There's him the on. There's the term, eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad this turns him on, but at the same time, like, whoa, you could get all these parasites. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on with his gut now. He's got my shit. Cam is it worried about if he has chicken left for an hour in the car? I know there's chicken <laughs> sitting in my car right now. And Ooh, I, don't eat that. Really, an <laughs> yeah. hour long? You wouldn't eat it's it? It's cooked. I don't know. <laughs> don't get him. Well, you know, okay. It is pretty funny. So, like, are you turned on by turning these uh, these guys on in this way? No, zero. No, you, this is a purely financial this, situation. Yeah, and, and a little bit job. of a game. Wow. Um, I mean, it, I, I can I, tell. I, I, I can love, tell. There's a little sparkle in your well, eye. I love my job. It's fine. Yeah. I get to work for myself. I can set my own hours. You know, I make videos for a living, and so that takes some level of kind of fun creativity. Um, so Wait, are you talking? My, are you camming at all? Yeah, I do webcam. I do videos. I talk on phone lines, um, all that sort of thing. So and yeah, you've never and you've you had ever had sex with any of your clients? Oh God, no. I don't meet my clients. That's that's so it's all done. I've never even met my clients. Yeah. Are you like dressed up in all like uh, leather and what? What are you usually wearing in these videos? Yeah, like latex, lingerie, yoga pants. You know. Do they ask you to do sexual things like masturbate or any of that? No. It's wild. (laughs) (laughs) You got such a good thing going here. I love. You should do this. I trust me. If someone's gonna pay, I don't actually. I don't know about that. Do they have guys doing it? Yeah, I don't think they make a lot of money, though. <laughs> Nobody wants Cam dressed up in lingerie, no. shitting in a cup, sending it via FedEx. I, 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 I hate this double standard, you know? <laughs> well, you think about it, like, first of all, if you were to do it, you're not going to cater to women because women don't have to pay for anything like that. So ah. your clients would be gay men. Yes. So you think about like what I do is so niche. And then if you're catering to gay men, it's a niche within a niche. Yeah, that's a, so. that's a double how, niche. How do people find you? online i've been doing this so long like it i'm not saying i'm like a super famous person but like if you're into what i do you know who i am how do but how would even it's a community cam <laughs> i guess people hear you on podcasts and they go look you yeah, up no but it, i, I mean it's social it, media that's an example it's like people it's word of mouth that you know you know you fit you i'm find going with people. instagram uh, well, Instagrams are kind of, they're prudes. Um, Twitter is, is a little more popular. Oh, okay. But I mean, I've been doing this before people were even on Twitter. I had a live journal or something before that. So do you, is it all through your own website or is it? Yeah, through my website. And then I have, um, there's three different platform sites that I sell my videos pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And then my website's a subscription site. Wow. Yeah. I got to take a look at this. Yeah, we got to see what's <laughs> going on. What, what, what's an example of a video that you would create? So my videos are all point of view. So um, basically I set up a camera, kind of similar to what we're doing right here with a tripod. And then like I look directly at the camera and talk to it so that when a viewer watches it, he feels like I'm talking directly to him. Wild. And then... So like, what would you say? Um, well, Hi, I, you piece of shit. Pretty I'm much. I'm going to shit on you when we get off of the phone. <laughs> but I'm not selling it to you because you don't have enough money. No, that's pretty would good. I be, would you I be good? It. Holy shit. <laughs> Fucking I, natural over there. I think yeah. I like that. <laughs> what would be an example of what you would say? Um, you know, there's a lot of probably one of my more common ones is like maybe a foot fetish video, maybe a jerk off instruction. So I would just kind of like put my foot to the camera and like tell him to lick it, call him a bitch, that sort of thing. <laughs> that sort In of this thing. same voice? 
I mean, yeah, it's my voice. <laughs> That's hilarious. You don't have to. You don't have to like feel any like anger or like. Oh no no! I'm, yeah, what I'm, if you're having a PMS day? Do they get extra? <laughs> do they have to pay extra for that mood? <laughs> my my, st- I don't have like a raging style. Like I'm not like an angry, you know, dominatrix type. I'm, I try to be more like seductive and like. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, and like, or laugh a lot. You know, like I laugh at the oh the viewer God. and that sort of thing. They like to be humiliated by laughing at them, like if they sure. have a small dick or something. like Oh that. yeah, fucking maniacal. Totally. Do they Just, like? Do they ask you about their dicks? Most like I get that on a daily basis. So. Yeah, I mean there is, that is a fetish, small penis humiliation, and it's ironic because you would think that it's such a different thing, but man, men are men when it all comes down to it because. That fetish is just all about me paying attention to their dick. Like, that's what it comes down to, even though it's, I'm humiliating it instead of, like, maybe worshipping it or whatever. Unbelievable. Well, nine times out of ten, do they even have a small dick or they just think they have a small dick? No, usually they do. <laughs> <laughs> what What is going on? Have you got an understanding for the psyche of these men? Like, is mm. there any common traits that they all share? No. Really? Uh, no. No, I can't find any common thread. I talk to all walks of life, like young, old, rich, poor, all over the world, like different jobs, different lives. You know, some of them, sure, had maybe trauma in their life and other ones didn't, you know. like I, I honestly can't find any common thread between them. So what makes someone more turned on by this would you get turned on by this no <laughs> why i'd be terrified i don't like scary movies this, <laughs> this is like the this worst would be a very big scary movie for you yeah yeah i'm sorry and that's well no it's fine it's true it's like most of these guys are kind of getting off on some of their worst fears right like cuckolding or yeah some woman laughing at their penis or sometimes it gets really dark like blackmail fantasies and Homewrecker fantasies. So, so they say, I want you to talk about cuckolding. What do you say? Okay, what kind of cuckolding do you want? Um, no, I, I pretend that I just talk about how hot and gorgeous my boyfriend is and how well he fucks me and how compared to him that he's <laughs> pathetic and small and <laughs> oh can never satisfy me. Holy and they're fuck. like, tell me more. I'm yeah. getting hard. Sometimes I'll give them like receipts to my dinner dates and make them pay for it. That's oh what the human God. cash point does. Yeah, yeah. This is wild. So you make yeah. a lot of money there. Yeah, I do all right. Do your parents know what you do? Oh, yeah. yeah. They have to be supportive if you're doing it for so long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be pretty hard to hide at this point because I've been doing it pretty much my whole adult are, life. Are so. you buying them like a house in Malibu or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But they're they're totally cool with it. Was it always the case? What was that conversation like when you told them? Um, So it was... For a couple of years, I had kind of been telling them that I was, I don't know, working at Starbucks or something. And <laughs> it, um, you know, it, it became increasingly harder to keep that secret because, you know, I had a nice apartment and I would buy a new car or something like that. So I was obviously making money somehow. And I ended up having to tell them because I think whatever was going on in their imagination was worse than what right, I was Right, they thought really you were a prostitute. Yeah, or like fucking selling drugs or something crazy like that. Right, right. So... Like, I think I, I told my dad first and um, he was like kind of confused. And then I just broke it down to him. I was like, look, I, you know, I, I, I this is, I, I make money online. I don't meet any of my clients. It's just guys that like to be humiliated and they're generally really submissive. And, and um, yeah, once I really broke it down, he was just like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Like he, he yeah. thought it was genius. Yeah. What took, what took <laughs> you so long to, to get get to this <laughs> and how do i get involved yeah, yeah so like, yeah my dad is my dad's such a ham like he's super supportive 
Um, well, maybe you get that natural acting ability from him. Maybe. Because it is acting. Yeah. yeah. Has it honed your acting chops? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Is it a mindset that you're like a, a state of mind that you get in when you're like, okay, I'm about to go on camera. Let's fucking ruin this guy. <laughs> um, I'm so used to it now. Like I have like 1900 videos at this point and it's just easy for me to click on when I need to. It's not something I have to like psych myself into. Or what about the safety though? Because I'm, I, I'm recently someone got my whole, my personal cell phone. I'm freaking out. It gets me shaky. So what? Yeah. What do you do to prevent any kind of stalker? Um, only what I can do. You know, like I don't. I, I keep my address private. You know, I use a pseudonym. She oh, you do. Put, you she doesn't pseudonym. put her phone number on her Instagram. I don't know. How, <laughs> I honestly don't know how that happened. I don't did, know how did that you happened. Put your yes. I, I thought I had to do that when I signed she's up. She's like surprised she's getting dick pics on her phone. I'm like, you, your phone number is on your Instagram account. Well, like on the bio, like the profile? I guess. I don't know. how. Yeah, that's what they said. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. so I, I Where kept you'd them, want the information. I go, I said, how did you get, first of all, these like, well, I, I, I was going to buy some of your products. I don't have any products. And he goes, I go, well, where'd you see it? On Instagram. Send me a screenshot. I, I'm like, where is it? And then it's right there. I'm like, what the fuck was wrong with me? And mm. all of a sudden, after I've been on Instagram for so many years, now all of a sudden it comes up. I think it's a, some sort of a... Mm. Maybe you got hacked. I think I got hacked. Yeah. But it had your number. You had to put it in there. That is true. But it went from hidden to, uh, to not right. hidden. All right. Well, who, whatever. Who knows? <laughs> the safety issue is a concern for me for you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm already concerned as a mother hen over here that... You, that uh, yeah, these people are a little wacky. You know, I've been doing this over a decade and I've only had one isolated incident of someone doxing me and posting my what address is, what around. Is, what is doxing? It's when they get your personal information and they just oh. spread it around online. And so that happened once. And Did you call the police? Um, yeah, but there's nothing they're going to do about it because he was technically taking information he found somewhere online and putting it somewhere else online and you can find anything I'm yeah a, that, I want, that's the thing oh, like I I, I I do my best but i'm also not gonna live in fear you know no you can't you know i actually think nobody's that, gonna mess with you anyway that's what i'm thinking <laughs> if, this, if they did find you you really pull you yeah. feel like shit i'll make you feel like shit get down and i'm gonna stick your head in the sewer this is what i'm thinking the, this group of people are are they would not be the type to go and attack yeah you know? i mean that's the thing I, th I feel like i'm more at risk just meeting a guy on a dating app than I am. way that more true. Yeah. i mean the guys that you're talking with are like getting off on having very low self-esteem it's not the type not necessarily think. i bet you a lot of them are ceos of companies they're used to being really powerful, so they want the opposite. Like in the show, do you ever see Billions? Mm -mm. In, on Billions, the it was like a the one of the main characters is he's this very powerful, uh, like uh, Attorney General, right. and he he that it was a whole uh, plot about how he's and it's, it's still part of his character that he loves to be humiliated. Yeah, yeah, that dominated. is that is a bit of a cliche, um, but like I said, it's it's all walks of life, and it's not necessarily that they have low self esteem. It's, yeah, I'm sorry to make that blank. I was like, oh, that's probably a blanket statement. No, I, think it's, I, I, it, I bet you it's the opposite. They're so tired of being in powerful positions. They like to be the submissive. That's, that, that's some, some of the times that happens. I think it's a cliche, though. You hear that cliche a lot. It and, could be anything. Um, but like I said, all walks of life. There's, there's going to be some guy. 
Um, probably, but I wouldn't know because I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so yeah. they're on their own there. <laughs> how do you find out about their like their walk of life? Like, how, um, how much do you get to know these guys? Uh, well, that's the thing. I also don't really know um, a lot of their stories. Most of these guys just come to me as a screen name, and they're super horny. And I, all I know about them is what gets them off. So it you, just depends on how much they open up to me, and and for the most part, they don't. So. That's it's pretty limited of what I really know. Does anything ever guys. gross you out though when they're whacking off and stuff? <laughs> like I kind of don't like these dick pics and especially yeah. video of this dick pics. I don't know. I've seen guys do all sorts of gross things. I watch guys like jerk off on their own face and like drink what? their own piss. Uh, and uh, how do you jerk off on your own face though? Are you getting like a pile driver position with like your legs up in the air? And oh my God. How do they know you're watching? Why don't you just walk out of the room? Oh, well, they can see me oh, on cam. Oh, they can see you leave. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you actually have to watch this. I don't have to, but like, it, it depends on what the guy is going for. Like, if he, if his thing is me watching him jerk off on his face, then he's going to turn on his cam, and that's what I'm going to see. How, how much are you able to click? You said you're e- easily able to click on and get in, in the zone. How sure. easy is it for you to click off? Oh, get, that's easy, too. <laughs> unbelievable. Ah, she's yeah. strong. It, you don't take it with you throughout the rest of the day. No, I mean, that's... No, <laughs> it's work. So. Does, does it def- I, I had a hard time getting this freaking 18 year old punk's dick out of my mind. <laughs> I'm just used to it. And I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing. Yeah. So work is work and my life is my life. And How, how does it affect your sex life? It, it doesn't. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Are you in shit. a relationship right now? Uh, No, not really. Not, not a serious one. And do you have any, are you able to relate to these men in any way about when it comes to fetishes? Do you have any kinks uh, of your own? That- no, nothing I do professionally is what I get off on. It's completely separate. You don't like to eat your own shit. No. <laughs> wow. It yeah. is fascinating. I, I, I still am so curious about like the psychology that would drive someone to to want to pay you to do this. Yeah, it's a bit of a mystery. Um, there's just haven't been a lot of research on why people have fetishes like i I, i've read one thing that talked about um men are different from women in that they seem to have this sort of malleable um period in their life like usually around nine years old that something will happen and it i don't know it just kind of cements in their brain and that's kind of what will make a give them a fetish and unlike women like a lot of men are very hardwired. They're kind of like a broken record. Like they like something and they want the same thing over and over and over and over again. Mm. Whereas women seem to be much more fluid. I, but, did, I did hear that about foot fetishes that somewhere um, in their life, they were like embarrassed or shy. Mm-hmm. So they would look down at the person's foot mm-hmm. and then they get foot fetishes later because they were turned on when they were looking down at the feet. Yeah. But there's all sorts of ways it could happen. Like, are you guys familiar with Dan Savage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he always says that, like, you know, some people have spanking fetishes because they're spanked growing up. And then some people have spanking fetishes because they were never spanked growing up. Right. It's intriguing. Right. So it's, it's, there's all sorts of ways that a fetish could potentially manifest. And so it's, it's hard to, I like to call it question. preferences. Yeah. People a lot, of, a lot of times ask me, is there something wrong with me because I'm attracted to older women? I get that question literally uh, every time I go on a live stream. And they're mm. very uncomfortable because they're younger guys and they're attracted to older women. And I'm like, no, it's just your preference. Like if you prefer yeah. blondes and brunettes or mm-hmm. whatever it is, who cares? Whatever you like, you like. Yeah, as long as you're not hurting anyone. That's right. One of the things that these fetishists have right is that they really prioritize self-pleasure. And you know what? 
we don't do that enough, especially women. Women have a routine of like skincare, bubble bath, brushing their teeth. We don't prioritize masturbating or pleasuring ourselves. Do you? I have. I sometimes do, and sometimes I don't. And but if I had Dipsy, you do have Dipsy. Then I would use that because Dipsy is designed with women in mind. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. It's not just like reading erotica. They really immerse you in these very relatable and real stories. Right. And they have guided sessions and they can really unlock new confidence and heighten your intimacy with your partner. Oh, I like that. And it's also for anyone who's interested in men, women, or maybe both at the same time. And they put out three new sessions a week so you don't get bored, you know, because you're always on something variety. You special listener can now get a 30-day free trial of Dipsy wow. when you go to dipsystories.com slash mom. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash mom. Dipsystories.com slash mom. The guys that you attract, are you interested in men, by the way? I shouldn't assume anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. straight. So do you... The guys that you attract, are they interested in you because they sense this this vibe about you? Mm-hmm. Um, like my clients, you mean? Like my co- I would say like in your personal life. Oh, um, I don't know why guys in, <laughs> in my first life are attracted to me. Well, do, do you find that? Because <laughs> you're cute. Do you, do you, no. Is it the same sort of dynamic that you establish in your personal life? No, I, I think people that really know me know that I'm like, I'm kind of a dork. I'm kind of silly. Like, I'm, it's, it's. You're a cat lover. Yeah, I like cats. Um, are your cats? I play Magic the Gathering. Like, Wait, so. what? Is your cat, are your cats in your, any of your videos? No. Like, no. Do you want to see my pussy? I'll show you my pussy and bring out your cat. <laughs> no, um, most porn sites wouldn't allow that. But wouldn't allow to have like animals in a video, even if it is just me holding my cat. Is that against PETA or something? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just like it's bordering on bestiality to have an animal in your oh, wow. fetish video. Goss, you can't uh, be in any fetish videos. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty, but there is probably something about you that, you know, works well with this persona. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I would cast you if I were making a humiliation documentary. <laughs> like, you would, it would make sense for you to be in this. Yeah. Well, just first of all, you're wearing the, all black. That's the start. Yeah. You do have this like, like very quiet strength about you that would, you know, do mm, well with this. Very observant. Yeah, I'm a bit. I don't know. I get called aloof a lot. Um, you know, have a bit of an Aubrey Plaza vibe. Did you ever watch that Parks and Recreation? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, never mind then. But uh, no, I don't know. I mean, it, the my Sarah Lynch character is like she's. It's it's not. I wouldn't say it's totally separate from who I am, but it's. I kind of just exaggerate parts about myself to to make it work so I exaggerate more of my manipulative bitchy side and it didn't even dawn on me that that might not be your real name yeah do your that's why i thought you were a scorpio <laughs> why what's a scorpio oh the scorpion yeah well no i know <laughs> that but, <laughs> but uh, what are the characteristics October, of November. oh very like strong like uh, personality like very um like the most passionate se- sexual side of the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. They can have like, a, there's two different types of Scorpios. One's a Scorpio, a Scorpion, and then one is, I forgot, but the point is that, <laughs> that, that you don't want to mess with the Scorpio. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm a pretty like naturally like just laid back, easygoing kind of person. So when you meet Hilarious. a guy, yeah, 
Because, you know, Cam is also, and, and I have, you know, we're always talking about, like, how do you meet someone? Like, explain, like, you have a sex you know, podcast with your mother, you know? So when you meet a, a, mm-hmm. a guy, what do you say your job is? Like, I say you, I make fetish videos. You just come right out and say it. And yeah. if they don't like that or they're curious, that, that'll be indicating whether or not this is going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm usually really honest with people about it because there's a period where I wasn't. Um, and I just found myself like always like anxious about it. You know, I'd, I'd go to a place where um, maybe not even a dating scenario, just a place where I'd be meeting new people. And it would just be this like low key anxiety in the back of my mind of like, oh, fuck people. Are, that's one of the first things people ask is, what do you do for a living? And I'm going to have to gauge within like five seconds of whether or not they're going to be cool enough to handle it or then I'm going to or else I'm going to lie to them. And if I lie to them, then I'm starting off the relationship with a lie and I have to kind of keep it at arm's length. And so no, you, 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 you got to be truthful. From the so, game. yeah, eventually I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to be honest with people and how they react is how they react. And Plus, it's, it's you just never know if it turns relief. into a relationship. What are you going to do then? Well, yeah, exactly. Like you to start out any kind of relationship with a lie, like even if it isn't romantic, it's like, you know, you're keeping people at arm's length at that point. I started out um, with my boyfriend. I told him I was a year younger than I was. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why I picked one year. And then he was telling his family he was a certain age. I was telling my friends and family and none of the ages matched. Oh, it just turned into God. a huge lie. Oh, no. So finally we just had to, and people are always like, wait, how old are you? And I, I don't, I don't remember what I last said. So you got to be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, my God. yeah. And uh, I, 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 it surprised me. Like after I started, like just being honest with people, I realized I was a really bad judge of character. Like because like the people that I would have thought would have been like, oh, they're not going to react well to this, or they're going to freak out. Totally cool. So Most what, people are. What totally is the cool. percentage? Like fifty fifty? Like fifty percent will say let it's a go, and fifty percent are like, ah, oh, she's odd. I'm going to move on. Oh, for dating? Yeah. Most guys are interested in dating me. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get rejected. Do you ever do this in your often. private life with them? No, 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 no. Or maybe you, they do it to you? No. Uh. <laughs> no, so I, I keep it real separate. What, what are the responses, though, usually? when People are mostly intrigued. Like, they're just curious. There's, like, they ask a lot of questions. and um, What's the most frequently asked question? Oh, you know, uh, how did you get into this? Do your parents know? Um, yeah. That's about it. I, I wanted to ask you about did, when you told your mom, did she have a similar reaction to your father? Um, my mom was my mom is a little more um, like my, my dad is very gregarious and extroverted. What's and, his zodiac sign? Oh, uh, May 8th. I don't know what that is. Taurus. Okay. Um, and my mom is a little more quiet and reserved. So her reaction was like, okay. <laughs> I don't think she okay. was. Okay. Like, yeah, I think. I don't know. It, it, she's a bit hard to read, um, but I think, I think she was just kind of like a little worried, you know, about the safety aspect of it. Um, but are after you that, an only child? No, I have two sisters. Are they older? I have an older and younger sister. Yeah. Are they doing anything like this? No, not at all. What do they think about this? Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, my family's now is just totally supportive. Um, so yeah, what, no. What for are your other th- sisters like an accountant? Oh, my, one of my sisters is like a seamstress and then the other one's literally, a, I've never even heard of seamstresses these days. <laughs> Wait, that's perfect for you. She made some good damn, damn clothes. <laughs> that is, that is hilarious dynamic. Yeah. She does that. And she's, um, does catering, like works at a, um, bakery. Oh my God. And what does the other I'm one not, do? Uh, she's, she's too young to work. She's like, um, she's my kid's sister. She's 15 or something. Can you imagine your parents. What do your kids do? 
Well, one of them's a seamstress, and then the other one's in school, and then the other one's a dominatrix. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So do you, what, what do you think about the longevity of this career? Um, I'm, fuck, I'm doing it longer than I thought I would, or oh, I thought I'd be able to. Forever. I, I mean, if oh, you're, really? people, they, they want me to do that shit to them. And what do you I'm think? Honest, yeah, I mean, way over. I didn't think I would still be doing this. Not that I wouldn't want to, but I thought that I would age out of the industry and like I'm making more money than I've ever made. So Age out of the industry. First of all, you look 24. But even if you <laughs> didn't look that, I would think that the older you get, the more they're going to pay you because uh, it's like more domineering as you get older, you get more yeah. confident. And guys, I mean, these guys are into such like unique things that it's they appreciate someone that gets it, you know, and the more you do it, the more you get it. So yeah, it's, it's not like the mainstream porn industry where a guy just wants to see a fresh face, you know, um, that's, it's it's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's a relationship. And then it's also just like, yeah, a woman that like really just kind of understands these weird ass fetishes, (laughs) you know, (laughs) how to play with them. How long do you think, what's the longest like client relationship you've had? Oh, I've had a, I've been talking to, there's a couple guys that I've been talking to since I started. We're talking, how many years is that? So like 14. Holy moly. Are these are long-term any, relationships. Yeah. Not, physically, do they, are they attractive, unattractive? The um, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're pretty average looking, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> there's no like, do look. you ever have any that are super attractive that maybe like you're thinking, maybe <laughs> I'll break the, my professional boundaries <laughs> here with this guy. No, <laughs> that's never happened. I've, I've seen guys that are relatively attractive, but I still like, nah. I had we had a listener question, which was, have you ever gotten to the point where y- you you just go too far, and you step on a nerve, and it's the wrong nerve? I to... thought you asked that question. No, that was my friend who asked. That. <laughs> oh God, no. Um, what usually happens is guys are just very different people before and after they come. So if they're into something that's really weird, there's fairly you know there might be a good chance unless he's just really comfortable with himself that this is something that he's like maybe ashamed of liking. Oh so my God. they're super horny. They want me to, you know, call him a piece of shit or whatever. And then they come and then all of a sudden they're kind of like filled with regret. And Holy like, fuck. Yeah. That's part of it too. It's like that, that more humiliation afterwards. Yeah. Well, it's actually humiliating to them rather than a turn on. So, Oh my Lord. Yeah. This is, this is what I'm, I fear most. <laughs> that, that would be, what, so how do you feel when you see that? Um, I don't see it too often because guys usually like once they come, they hang up or wow. whatever. So it's actually pretty rare. The guy that like still wants to keep talking after he gets off, which always kind of throws me off because I'm like, what are what are we talking about now? You know, like, what are we doing? <laughs> wow. um, Is it a time for you to go up night night? <laughs> but I remember like one time I had a guy call me um, and did like a webcam show and he just wanted me to like act like a brat and make fun of him and and then after he came he was just like why are you like this oh wow <laughs> yeah. he turned it on you yeah holy I'm shit. like well you're calling me at seven dollars a minute yeah so. you literally seven just paid bucks for me a to do minute. Yeah. that's a lot of money yeah. seven bucks a minute that's more than a like massage <laughs> wow and and will your whole day be stacked with this or yeah i mean it depends like i kind of set my own you know time and everything but you know if i jump on skype or whatever i can have like back-to-back you know guys wearing cam and stuff like that wow and how long are these sessions usually typically like 10 minutes okay yeah that's a quick 70 bucks yeah i'm I'm doing the addition oh my god 
That's wild. Is, what am I doing? I, why, <laughs> yeah. am I, why am I stopping this? I, I, don't, I wish I had the personality. <laughs> do, so do you feel like you're, you've ever repeated lines to people that you're like, okay, I'm just going through the motions. Yeah, do you have like a whole, like a little. Constantly. I have 1,900 videos. Like they are not unique videos. Oh my yeah. God. So what's, the, what's, the most, what's your go-to line? My go-to line? Oh, I don't know. It depends on what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just constantly like, I don't know. <laughs> you're a little bitch. Break <laughs> your dick. I don't know. <laughs> you're a little bitch. <laughs> With regard to longevity, you can obviously stay in this for as long it sounds like as you want. Yeah, I think it's honestly the thing that I think about is like what technology is around the corner that we cannot predict that is going to transform the way people consume and sell porn like the internet. Did, well, v- well, VR, VR yeah. sounds like the answer, right? Well, VR, we know about VR. VR is here. But like something like the internet that couldn't be predicted, you know, hmm. could be, well, like, like who knows? sex bots. Sex yeah, robots. something. We've interviewed um, uh, someone, Ella Darling, uh, about the oh, VR yeah. and cam world and all mm-hmm. that. So maybe that's something you might. Yeah, I've dabbled in it a bit. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. But um, but my point is, like, there could be a technology that like makes what I do obsolete. No basically. way. Well, think about it. Uh, those those sex robots. I mean, why look- would they need like a girl? That, why they need a live person when you can have a, well, someone who just looks exactly like you, and talks exactly like you. Well, I mean, for example, mainstream porn stars aren't getting paid shit right now because of piracy, mm-hmm. you know, and they're actually a lot of them are. They have to go independent kind of like I am and do this niche stuff because it's harder. You know, if you're into like a real specific fetish, you can't just necessarily get down Pornhub. You have to like pay a girl to make like a custom video for you. So that's working for now. But who knows how things can change? But it seems like if, of all the jobs that would be affected by uh technology yours seems to be impenetrable because it's so personal and Mm -hmm. so niche that no one is going to program a software that's going to do what you do somebody probably will yeah have to be sex female robots or whatever but it's so particular to the person like the things that she's getting asked but a a robot can be programmed to be very particular yeah, maybe. Did you see that, that movie, point, Her? Yeah, but at that point, you, you could say, this is, you, you can create this conversation with a robot. I mean, it is, I don't know. I, are you, are you um, concerned at all? Um, I mean, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this longer than I thought I would. So at this point, it's just kind of all gravy. Um, So I'm pretty thankful for what I got. And, but I, 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 I don't like live thinking that it's just going to last forever. No, you because know? you can also change what you want. You might get bored of this too. Yeah. That's, that's, I was, that's the ideal situation is I just get bored and move and on. Are you, know? you planning on having kids? Uh, no. Yeah, because I was going to think, what would you say to your kid? You know, like, they walk in the room and you're like, you filthy piece of shit. <laughs> get on your hands and knees and give me 20. And they're like, mom, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I think if I had kids, I probably wouldn't work around them. Yeah, that would be a good <laughs> yeah, idea not yeah. to have them exposed to these naked. Do you tell them to wear silly costumes? Um, well, I mean, that's kind of tricky to make someone wear a silly costume because they actually have to go out and like buy it. You but should do some this. Of them... You can do, you can use it. I, I, I'll give you this idea. Next time I see you, you better be wearing something really sissy or, you know, something yeah. that they don't want. It. They have to already have their clothes and, you know, that's... I can't really make someone do something they don't want to do, you know, yeah. like it's, 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 it's all a fucking smoke and mirrors and cops and robbers like type game it's like i'm telling them to do something but it's obviously what they really want to do otherwise they wouldn't do it or pay for it do you see yourself getting bored are you currently bored 
And what would you do like otherwise? Well, she's a movie star right now. <laughs> we didn't get to that. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that. Um, yeah, so uh, sure, it's a job like any other. I've been 1,900 videos. It is absolutely a grind. Um, but I think about what else I could be doing and um, the alternatives aren't that great. Like, I don't know what else I would be doing. Um, I look around and see what other people do for money and it looks pretty shitty. So mm-hmm. I, it just kind of makes me thankful for what I have. Are you mostly at the night? No, I, I go to bed early. <laughs> so you're, can you imagine if you stayed up all night, you'd make a fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most of my money, like I don't, I haven't really lately been actively doing cam or phone. It's mostly just the videos that I make most of my money off of. So I just record them whenever I have the energy and so I try to put out three new videos a week. Holy oh, shit. And then yeah. they have to buy those videos. Right. Yeah. Do you write a script ahead of time? No, no, no. I just I improvise. Oh my God. Yeah. You can shit. use some of my stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so what does this community look like? Do you know other humiliatrices? <laughs> I do, yeah. They're some of my best friends. No way. Yeah. Have you met them in person or is it yeah, only Yeah, yeah, a- yeah. No, they're literally some of my best friends. Yeah. Are there a lot where you live? Uh, no, no, we, uh, they, they're kind of scattered around and, you know, we travel together, we meet up, we go to parties, no. we go to conventions. Yeah. Holy shit. There are there conventions for humiliation. Well, there's the, um, uh, like- AVN. So the adult video network, the, um, adult industry convention. Um, there's a fetish con in, uh, Tampa every year. And Exotica. Um, yeah, there's Exotica. So just I'm um, just the general adult conventions we'll meet up at. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And when you what what makes them your best friends? The, um, I mean, sh- get along. Sh- shared experiences <laughs> like that. Yeah, I think that helps. You know, we can relate to each other. Like, I mean, I can talk to people about my job like this. You know, and people are intrigued, and that's that's a that's a certain kind of fun um, conversation to have. But it's different when you can talk to someone who's actually can relate to it. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and have yeah, a you conversation need support. Like that. Yeah, yeah, you need some new material. You guys should change scripts. <laughs> How big would this community be? Um, it's fucking exploded lately. When I first started, it was like a handful of people doing it. And now it's like, there are a dime a dozen on Twitter because people think it's easy because mm-hmm. one of the main fetishes I do is financial domination. And, and when people see that, it looks like I'm just saying, fuck you, pay me and I'm getting all this money. And so of course there's going to be lots of girls just popping up trying to get in on that. Um, and the thing about financial domination is, you know, a lot of supply for very little demand, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be, it's, Lots of girls want free money. Not a lot of guys want to just give away their money. So it's it's huge. It is very saturated right now. And I feel so lucky that I started when I did because I wouldn't know how to get started now. There's just way too many people doing it. So, That's how I feel about the podcast world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, Thank it's God we got in when we did. Totally. So it, is the what makes it challenging the fact that it is oversaturated? Mm-hmm. Like how do you get your, your name seen? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I've had the luxury of time and starting... Like I just made a tweet recently that I said like the best advice on how to get, um, how to succeed in financial domination is to start in 2008. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. That's cute. <laughs> that is hilarious. So tell us about your movie. Yeah. So I just came out with a movie. It's called Use Me. <laughs> Did you write this? Very apropos. No, no. Um, so the writer director is a um, guy named Julian Shaw. He's from Australia. And this movie is a, it's a hybrid documentary. Um, so it feels like a documentary when you're watching it, but there's a fictional storyline woven within it. So it's a bit of a hybrid documentary, erotic thriller. Um, and the story is, um, Julian 
is a, which is true, a documentary filmmaker comes out to do a documentary about me. And as he gets more involved in my work, um, there's, he notices some kind of like unethical behavior on my part. And as he gets more involved, things kind of spin out of control and it all just goes from there. So how many actors are in the movie? There are four main actors in the movie. Yeah. And then otherwise it's, you know, a lot of other, my other friends in the industry are in it. Um, my dad's in it. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Um, so did you, is it, are you making up the, the lines as you go? Like curb your enthusiasm style? (laughs) Yeah. So Julian did write a script and it is funny because like he, he's a really smart director because I couldn't be bothered to memorize lines, especially like lines that like I'm playing myself and I would read the script and I would think like, I wouldn't say it like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's you know? what I'm thinking. You have to get inside your mind yeah. in order to do that. And so he would say like, okay, we'll just say it how you would say it. And he created this shorthand where instead of me like memorizing lines in a script or like knowing exactly word for word what was happening in the scene, we would come into a scene with a goal and then just freestyle it. And that worked well for me because that's what I do in my videos. Like mm-hmm. I just, I have an idea of like what, you know, the fetish is going to be, you know, what the the topic is going to be about for the video. And then I just kind of uh, improvised from there. And so he took that method and um, used it for the movie. And it was just, it was really effective. Well, um, it's, it's more true to you. Yeah, it's exactly. It's more genuine. Because if you're not, if it, it sounds fake, it, like there were parts of Fifty Shades of Grey that seemed fake. Right. Yeah. And so. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a classically trained actress. Like they're the two other actors in the film, like they memorized their lines and they nailed it. They did really well. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh, I know I need my own method. <laughs> so. so this is going to be out when? It's out now. It's on Amazon Prime. Use so me. Cool. Yeah. Check use me. Use I am, me. I cannot wait to watch it. Yeah. Do you, do you use the Bill Withers song? Use me. <laughs> no. You use me up there. I think, yeah, it's an indie movie. We had an indie budget. So that's <laughs> like, fair. Yeah. How is it being received? Really well. This is really exciting. It's the, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. We have 40 perfect five star ratings on Amazon right now. Oh, well, you're going to get 41 soon. Yeah. I'm like, as soon as I see it, 42. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> listen, when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, all my friends were like in their late 50s consuming it like it's like you know chocolate so they're gonna go nuts when they see this because yeah. there's other stuff out there right now that's uh similar but i think this is like this sounds like right up their alley i'll be i'll be shouting you out yeah please to, do to all the girls in chicago illinois <laughs> very nice well is there anything else you wanted to pitch to our listeners um no i think that was it mostly just trying <laughs> to promote my movie um if you want to check out my website it's crlynch.com should we play a couple little games Yes, I think we should do it in our Patreon bonus. What do, you, oh, what do you think of that? I think that'd be fun. Okay, stick around for the Patreon bonus episode where we will be playing Mom Don't Ask That uh, <laughs> with like Sierra Lynch. Yeah, we usually end all of our interviews, interviews with the same question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa? Mm. Yeah, sort of. I remember as a kid, um, I walked in on my parents. They weren't like actively having sex but i remember like they were about to you could tell <laughs> was your dad saying drink my piss no <laughs> that was awesome well thank you so much for coming yeah, on the show. yeah thank, thank you. you this was fascinating this yeah. was wild 